Is that what you're telling the young entrepreneur? What are you telling them? What guidance are you giving them? It's certainly number one, get educated because right. you have to seek it. No one will give this to you and you have to be willing and want it enough to go and educate yourself to do it. Welcome to Cashflow, where we talk about turning properties into profits. I'm your host, Jason Yoss. I'm here today with Derek Harms. Derek, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the great things that you can do turning properties into profits. I want to focus a little bit on your background. Um, Derek, you're the president of We Buy Homes LLC? We Buy San Diego. We Buy San Diego. Yep. And in addition, you lead a group, the... North North San Diego County Real Estate Investors Group, help me out. Butcher that a little, but it, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's the NSDREI, North San Diego Real Estate Investors Association. This is, this is why you're here, to be able to set me <laughs> right and all the things. But uh, I really appreciate you being here. You have a lot of experience in the space. I know a lot of people, uh, my colleagues in the industry know a lot about you and, and what you do. And I, I want to share that with a lot of our, our viewers. So take me to a little bit of background. Let's talk about how did you get into the real estate investment space? So it started back in college. I wanted a trip to Europe as my graduation gift. Right. And instead, my dad decided it was a good idea to buy me a vacant piece of land in Arkansas. I knew nothing about real estate at the time, let alone a vacant piece of land in Arkansas right. and what the heck I would do with that. Um, but he had a plan and the idea was he had a developer lined up who wanted to buy the lot. We just had to clean it up and essentially flip the lot and sell it to this developer for a profit. And you know, I made a small profit on the deal. My dad kind of handheld through the whole thing. And it was the idea that you can make money investing in real estate. Right instead of the fact, hey, here's a gift, here's a trip to Europe. And so I'm so happy he did that. And it was a little unconventional, but it, it totally changed the way I, I looked at what I may do in the future. Quite a start. I mean, you graduate college. Obviously, I, I love the, the fact that dad decided that a trip probably wasn't the best thing, that he was going to give you a little bit of a life lesson. Tell me about that first deal, a little bit about it. It's Arkansas. When you said clean it up, what does that mean? And what, what, how long did it take you? So clean it up meant just literally clear the lot, uh, get rid of all of the overgrown brush, et cetera, and just make it presentable. And again, he had this teed up with an in, a developer ready to go, knew right. the zoning, knew everything. So it, I didn't really have much involvement. It was simply the the components of the deal, which is right. what kind of wet the, my whistle a little bit in terms of getting getting ready for it. My first actual deal deal um, was while I was uh, bartending in college and I took a weekend course seminar on how to buy REOs, took that, started pounding the phones, ended up getting a broker to finally listen to me after a bunch of people yelled at me for being some <laughs> dumb kid with a script. Um, but I'm looking back in hindsight, I'm so glad I did that. Um, long story short, I ended up buying a duplo duplex in Barstow nice. uh, for $22,500 back in 2010. That was my first deal. I borrowed the money from my dad to do the deal. Right. And uh, Ended up driving out there every morning while bartending, fixing it up, driving three hours back home. It was kind of painful, but that was part of this process. And right. ended up cleaning it up 
putting tenants in it, learning how to be a landlord. And a few months went by and one of the regulars at the bar that I bartended at said, hey, I'm looking for an investment. Do you have anything? He knew I was getting into the space. And I said, actually, I have this duplex in Barstow and I'll sell it to you for $52,000. And uh, we ended up doing that deal and uh, you know, I made a healthy profit on it. And that was really the catapult that that got me launched into the investing space. You said that you took a weekend course. Tell me a little bit about that course. How did you think to even do that? And um, what did you get out of it that got you going into this Barso deal? That's a good question. So I quickly realized that if I wanted to do anything significant in real estate investing, I had to go educate myself a little bit because college doesn't really teach anything about (laughs) it. And I I know there are a couple colleges that offer real estate majors. There aren't many in the country. And even those that do, it necessarily isn't to focus on investing. And I think really to to become educated in the space, you have to seek it and you have to go and do it. And Absolutely. again, I was young. I was 23, 24. I didn't know that much, but I knew- What I, year was this that you were taking that course? That was 2009. Got it. So yeah. market has totally changed. 2009, you st- decide to go into this course. Love it. Please continue. Yeah. And honestly, the timing was just dumb luck. I didn't know- <laughs> that the global financial crisis was was as bad as it was. And I just knew that bartending wasn't going to make it for me long term. So I I needed to figure out something else. And so my dad had introduced me to some folks in the real estate space who had nice lifestyles and they were smart and you know they had cash flow and so that always piqued my interest and every one of them had said hey you got to go get educated in this so um, I started looking for educational opportunities started at a local real estate investor association just like the one I'm president of now in San Diego this one was in Los Angeles Um, and from there I learned about Tony Alvarez's course a weekend course cost money the time I didn't have very much but you know that's one thing that I'm adamant about is that in this business you have to spend money to educate yourself to to really get ahead and, and learn things that that just aren't aren't taught to you it's crazy how many people will go spend a couple hundred dollars on a weekend go have several cocktails and not spend say five hundred dollars on a saturday and sunday course they won't invest the time and the money into making their education for real estate investment better it's crazy and look what you did you went you took this course you learned the nuts and bolts of reo you took some L's by picking up the phone every day until somebody said, okay, this makes sense. Let's do this deal, kid. And then a regular at your current job, opportunities just keep opening. He went ahead and consummated closing the other side of that deal. Is that correct? That That is correct. And I just can't advocate enough for those listening that if you are just getting started, like seriously, spend the time to, to educate yourself and the money. And you'll be surprised at who you meet at these events, right? I, I can right. honestly say some of my best friends today and some guys I've done a lot of real estate deals with here in San Diego, I met at educational or real estate events. Right. And it just happens that way. You're surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. Right. And the more you do that, the, the better things are going to happen. You hit a big nail there. Let's talk mentors. It's not just the people in the space that we network with, but actively seeking out people who, who've been there and done that. Tell me, give me the names or let's talk about a couple of your mentors in your career. For sure. So I think starting off, my dad got me interested in the space. So I have to give him the credit where the credit Arkansas, is due. Arkansas, first deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. And you know, he lent me the money to do that that right. deal in Barstow, that duplex, and he's lent me money on countless properties since. So, um, so dad, if you're listening, thank you for <laughs> for paving the way. Um, 
from there, I had quite a few. That first one of that REO class I took was Tony Alvarez. Right. And uh, this one has come full circle recently. And this was what, 2010 when I took that, wait, when I when I bought that first property. Right. So that's 13 years ago. And I've stayed in contact with Tony, seeing him at other events over, over the years and keeping him abreast of my progress. Right. And now we, we, uh, we are actually doing deals together that's and he's awesome. funding deals I'm doing. And uh, it's just, I had a huge smile on my face uh, when, at the closing at that refinance of this other duplex I own now. And it was just a really cool feeling to know that that started by me spending 500 bucks to go to a seminar 13 years ago. Um, and it was just a really cool feeling. Um, I do have quite a few other locally. Don Clausen has been a huge help for me. Got he it. He's a very large um, owner in the in the apartment space and a self storage facility owner and operator, and then also Mike Cantu, who uh, I, as a matter of fact was I was on the phone with ten minutes before I got in here. Right. We were talking about a step up in basis and a seller finance deal that I'm working on, and uh, it's just amazing how these people have such a wealth of information and like I love tapping into it and I learn something new every time I talk to them. And so, uh, for those listening, you got to find people who are doing what you want to do and have been there before they've made the mistakes. They can shelter you from making a big mistake or they can, they can help you find opportunities. You didn't know were there. You know what? I I think that's very well said. And I want to go back to something you said about, you know, dad helping finance the first deal. I got to tell everybody out there, B of P, B of F, bank of parents, bank of family. If you have that to tap into, you absolutely should utilize that when possible. If it's your first, second deal, this is a great way to get things off the ground. Once you have a couple deals under your belt, you have a track record to show other investors, other potential financiers how you've done. Okay, but a lot of times it is mom and dad. It is that uncle that you didn't know that believe in you. If you got a good plan, that will back you. So I'm glad that you said that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the other part is mentors coming full circle being in your deals. Uh, that's amazing. So I, I, I can't stress enough how much mentors are important, not just for that compressing that timeline of mistakes, but also later on, they're probably people you partner with. So. Right now, talk to me a little bit about what are you focused on when it comes to your investment product? Are you, you know, selling Tom and Susie's first home? Michael, like, where is your focus when it comes to investment? On the investment side, most of my time and energy is allocated towards one of a few things, right? So I have a house flipping business. I have right. rental properties. I have some Airbnbs. I have development projects. I'm a broker. I have a construction company. So, um, what I like to do is when I see a new opportunity in real estate, I like to figure out which box it's going to fall into and not necessarily go into it with a myopic view of, hey, this is a flip or this is a hold right. or this is potentially an Airbnb. Because you can really have a lot of different exit strategies or hold strategies on, on one property. There's not always one. But um, I'd say my bread and butter is the house flipping company. We Got buy it. San Diego. So, you know, we, we do a lot of marketing to, to sellers directly and, and agents bring us a lot of deals. And, you know, that, that was probably the bread and butter that, but it, I would caution people though, house flipping is not investing. House flipping is, right. is a business. You're running a business. You're in it every day. You have payroll, you have employees, you have, you have, um, you know, all the things that a business requires, right? I personally look more at investing as um, something more done passively. It's where making my Got money it. work for me rather than me work for my money. And so granted, I do put money into flips that generate a return, 
but that is a, an actual business and you have to be on it every single day right. or big mistakes can happen. So um, house flipping for sure. I uh, lately have been focusing a lot more on buy and hold acquisitions and, you know, uh, the key to wealth is owning assets that grow in value over right. time. That's it. And you look at anyone who has, you know, a huge portfolio and a lot of net worth. It's how did they do it? They right. did it through asset ownership. They didn't do it through paycheck collection. Right. right? And so again, a, a house flip is a paycheck. It's right. it's a capital gain, usually a short term capital gain. So you get taxed at the highest extent of the law. Um, and <laughs> and so it's a uh, you know you write a large check to Uncle Sam every year. And if, after having done that a few years in a row, you start to think, okay, well, how can I offset some of these gains and right. you do that through uh, owning assets that depreciate that mm -hmm. you can do 1031 exchanges etc so you start to get savvy with the tax code um, so it's a long-winded way of me saying I do a lot and where do I see myself going from here um, especially in San Diego I think the only real way to generate cash flow in San Diego through real estate is to create it now right. and that's either through one of two ways in my opinion that's either you negotiate a rock star seller financing deal with right. great terms or or you build it. And, you know, with uh, with the density laws that have changed a lot here in San Diego right. recently, um, you can take a lot that you previously weren't able to and and turn it into many more units. Uh, case in point, I have a project in Kensington yeah. right now. Um, I, I bought it as a single family house last year, and I should have my permit any any week now. Um, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be nine units when it's all done. Right. And it's 100 feet to all the restaurants and bars off Adams Avenue. And so, you know, it's uh, it's funny. The, the person, there was another investor that had this deal locked up before for me uh, and they let it fall out and I don't think they knew the zoning right. uh, on this one because if they did they would have known that they had a gem in in an amazing neighborhood let's talk let's unpack that too because you had mentioned about being tax averse hey I'm tax averse everybody out there should be tax averse give Uncle Sam as little as possible but allergic allergic to taxes uh, absolutely yeah but, but back to your original point how'd you learn this did you take a course how did you invest in your own uh, education to to be able to be successful in that aspect? That's a great question. So you, you pass the real estate exam, right? And there's maybe like a couple things that talk about a tax deferred exchange, but right. you ask the common realtor, like, hey, what is a, is a 1031 exchange? And maybe they'll know a couple of the components, right. but not necessarily exactly how it works. But it's not just it's not just that, right? There's uh, cost segregation studies and forced depreciation. This this past couple of years, we've had 100%, 80% bonus depreciation, right. and and these are the things you have to seek to learn because nobody teaches you this, right? right? This is thousands of pages of tax code, and it's not as laborious as going and sifting through tax code, but it's going to find people that have done that for you and right. can show you how to apply it to real estate. So the answer is seeking it and that's by going to seminars seeking mentorship that that know about these things and it's funny um, I was at an awesome event this past weekend called Masters of Real Estate in Vegas and uh, the guys who put it on are some of I think the most incredible investors in, in real estate and they're not these showy rah-rah guys right. that do a bunch of mar like uh, you know YouTube videos and marketing these are old-school dudes right. who have been around for a long time who have gotten wealthy one house at a time right. and not paying Uncle Sam Sam. And it's guys like this that have paved the way to help me understand how to do that. Um, and the last point I'll make on the tax thing, because I think it's so important. Um, and I want a shameless plug to uh, a guy named John Heyer, because he is a real estate focused tax attorney. He has this thing called the inner circle. It's like a hundred bucks a month, man. This right. isn't like a run to the back of the room and spend $10,000 on right. some bogus information you'll never use. This guy 
guy gets on a webinar every two weeks, talks about something important, takes your Q&A, has a cache of videos you can go and look at anything you want self-directed 401ks uh, iras any other way to shelter taxes there are so many cool things um, that that are available to you you just got to go and seek it and this is what we're talking about here we're not talking about ten thousand dollar a weekend course we're talking about your affordable but efficient courses webinars things that you can do to increase your knowledge on the product that you're focused on and uh, I can't thank you enough for bringing it up. If you aren't, if you aren't thinking about one property at a time, one door at a time, just it's not going to work. And it's it's hard to get from zero to say 30, 40, 60 units. If you just got 10 to 20 units every te- every decade, and you invested for three decades, you would have between 30 and 60 doors. All right, and you can cash flow and you can retire on that. And that's attainable. That's it's so attainable. attainable. I mean, I tell people one one a year. Can you, can you figure a year, out a way a to hang on to one per year? If you can right. do that, look back in 25 years and how stoked will you be? Every, every mentor that I've ever had ha, employs a buy and hold strategy for passive long-term income. And like you said, it's not their, it's not their business, it's their passive investment. Um, and, and that brings me to want to ask you about, g- give me, a, give me a, a story of um, one of your better ones. One of your memorable ones, one of your first ones of, of an investment that you're like, hey, I didn't know a lot, but I put in the time, the energy, and I made it happen. Um, certainly one comes to mind. Um, <laughs> it was, again, after taking a, a weekend course. Forgot the guy's name. I could probably find it, but it was how to buy properties at tax lien or right. tax deed auctions. And each state and each county has their own ways of interpreting tax lien and tax <laughs> deed law. And I learned quickly. Interpret, right? Yeah, exactly, for <laughs> sure. And I learned quickly that California wasn't going to work. So I started shopping around the country and uh, found Pinellas County in Florida. My mom was living there at the time. So I at least had some connection there. And uh, I ended up buying a property online at an online auction at a tax deed sale nice. and was a didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. And I, I got kind of lucky on this deal. And I ended up buying the worst house in the best neighborhood. So that's kind of a cliche, right? right. You, you look for that. But uh, I flew out there as soon as I closed on it <laughs> and went and looked at it and was just like, oh, geez, what have I done? And I <laughs> Clean up again. I know every, a lot of your, your investments are involve cleanup, you going out there and clean up. So was this one of those? It was, yeah, to, uh, to say the least. Um, I get out there and realize the jungle had taken this house back oh, over. Man. Like, like picture a completely clean suburban neighborhood, right? Polished streets and sidewalks and nice cookie-cutter houses, and then you have this house. <laughs> you have a, a literal jungle, and I get in there and find out there's a colony of 100,000 bees. There's other animals. Like, the roof had holes in it. It was just a complete wow. disaster. I found out the guy who had, had completed the tax sale before me didn't end up sending his cash in, so he lost his deposit, and I think he did the same thing I did. He probably uh, won the auction, went and looked at it and was like, like oh no, no what did this. I do? Um, but I was young and I was excited and I had a little energy. So I, <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I can do this. Um, and then little did I know shortly thereafter that there were over $100,000 worth of liens on the property that oh, had wow. accrued over the years because of the abatement that hasn't happened, the overgrown yard, et cetera. And th- these, these 
uh, code violations multiply daily. And so I, I remember that feeling. I was, uh, I got the email and I was, I remember I was actually working out at the time and I was like on such a high working out and then got such a low <laughs> kick, kick in the gut. Congratulations. You, know? you bought this home. And by the way, here's what you really owe. Oh, I know exactly. And it, it was a scary situation for me. So I, I, uh, I ended up having nothing else to do. I, I drove into the county commissioner's office there in Pinellas County in Florida and knocked on the guy's door and was like, hey, look, I'm the guy that bought this house and I can't afford to pay these liens. The, the house won't make sense. Um, and he looked at me and he said, hey, son, if this house has been the bane of my existence. <laughs> if you're willing to clean this house up, then I'm willing to wipe away every single lien that's on this property. You just got to do it quickly. I'm like, absolutely, sir. I'll get it done. Um, and so that was a blessing. And then come to find out as well that the local news channel had been following following this house because it had been such an eyesore for such an upscale community. And uh, they found out I bought it and was renovating it. And it was such an amazing story. They came back when I was almost done and did this really cool piece. And awesome. I still have it. And, uh, you know, at the time I was so young and just getting started, it was free press and it was everything I could have asked for. So, it, you know, it, it was just these ups and downs. But I think the underlying point is I was willing to take a little risk right. after educating myself a little bit. Now, granted, do you know everything once you go to a course? No, but you're going to have to take some risk at right. some point. Real estate investing is not a risk-free business. And, right. You know, without any risk, there is no reward. That experience that you got from it, and I just want to point out, especially for our listeners, is that you took the time to go into the county commissioner's office, hat in hand, and said, look, I'm willing to make this as best as I can, but I can't pay these. Will you work with me? And look at the city going, like, yeah, we'll, we'll work with you just help us do X, Y, and Z. And it turned out for everybody's benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. It was a, a, a blessing. That's for sure. And that, that I really needed that. That was like a catapult for me. Uh, and from there, I actually moved back to San Diego and was like, all right, I'm going to figure out how to do this here, a here. much higher price market. Right. right. Like I think I bought that house for 62,000 oh in gosh. Florida. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Right. And then out here, I think at the time the median price was in the fives and you know, you can imagine that's almost 10 X what, what oh I was working with. Gosh. So, but I was like determined and I'm going to make it work and uh, ended up figuring out how to do that. I, I love it. I, I want to shift gears talking about, you know, the market's ever changing. And we've talked a little bit about um, how you see it moving. And I don't want to talk, I want to get a, out our crystal balls. But I do want to talk about kind of what is your, what's your philosophy on how to adapt your business in a changing market and, and how you see yourself moving forward. Absolutely. So I think, you know, as a real estate investor, you have to be nimble. And the mar one thing we know for sure is that the only constant is change. And, yep. you know, anyone who's been in just for the last, I mean, I've been in 13 years, how many yeah. changes have I seen? Now, right. granted, I am aware that I got in at, at the bottom of a of really a generational crash right. and and I haven't maybe seen anything like that yet but um, there has been ups and downs since Absolutely. that time and I've had to adapt so I think that it's we we have to be adaptable every single day every right. single week and month like I'm always paying attention to what our local market's doing I think you have to have a little bit of a of an idea of what's happening at your state and at right. the national level because a lot of these national even global trade winds will end up affecting what happens here at your local level and I think real estate 
is people throw that term around and they say, how's the market doing? And yeah. I'm like, well, which one? La Mesa yeah, or Bay right. Park or whatever, or, right. you know, Barrio Logan. I mean, so- Long-term versus short-term. How's that market doing? It, Sales it, versus hold, absolutely. Exactly. So I think, uh, you know, it's all super hyper-local and, and you know, uh, paying attention to where you focus is, is going to be important. Um, I will say uh, without a crystal ball, um, <laughs> you know, I love talking about this stuff. Um, I just, I feel like this last- these last couple of years, we've eaten up a decade's worth of appreciation. You look Correct. at the charts and Correct. you look at where we maybe should have ended up with appreciation. We've eaten that up. Wow. With rates higher for longer, like, are we going to see a spike in, in median price? I don't I don't know. The, the way I'm operating, at least over the next year or two, and I always reserve the right to change my mind, right, with new information, but I feel like we're going to see somewhat of a stable San Diego single-family residential market right. for a little while, at least. Um, if the Fed and Jerome Powell change their tune and rates come down a little bit is that gonna increase pricing a little maybe but i don't know man it's just like there is the affordability index is just so smoked right now like yeah it really is but then again we are seeing a resilient buyer pool i mean all of my deals lately have had buyers and right. literally as before we got on this uh, uh podcast um i looked down on my phone and just listed one on friday right. offer came in full price so it's just like Man, yeah. like who's buying these things? Uh, the, every, everybody wants, not everybody, tons of people want to be in San Diego. It's gorgeous here. And um, the only constant we know is that um, we got sunshine on a regular basis, like 300 days a year. But the rest, you're right. We don't know about rates. We don't know what uh, pricing is going to do. I, I can tell you from a rental standpoint, the only change we're seeing, and it's been going for the last couple of years, is that it's going to be a lot more tenant friendly in the state of California and in San Diego um, in general. But otherwise, without a crystal ball, I 100% like what you're saying. Stability helps all of us, especially as investors. Is that what you're telling the young entrepreneur, the young Derek, the, the guy or gal who is now graduating college and they, they're looking at what you're doing and they're saying, the guy saw that flip. That was amazing. I want to do that. What are you telling them? What, are you, what guidance are you giving them? My guidance to them is a few things, and it's certainly number one, get educated because right. you have to seek it. No one, no one will give this to you, and you have to be willing and want it enough to go and educate yourself to do it. Right. And number two, we had talked about find a mentor, surround yourself with people yeah. who are doing what you want to do, who have a high level of expertise that, that can pave the way and compress your timeline in the industry because right. they've done it before. Um, and lastly, I think this is really important especially in San Diego, if you want to be involved in this space, what's the median price home today? It's almost a million dollars or maybe even a little above it today. I'm not sure, but it's close to a million dollars. And not many people getting started in real estate investing have a million dollars in their bank account. Right. So what does that mean? It means you need to go and borrow money. So my advice to those getting started is learn about borrowing money. And what, is, what are the components? Promissory note, deed of trust. Right. Are there equity structures that you can you can put together? Is there sweat equity structure where you can do all the work, bring the deal, someone else can fund it, you can split profits? You know, that is how you will do more deals younger is if you right. know how to structure them and you know how to borrow the cash because you're going to have to borrow it. And it's not necessarily just going to get a hard money loan or writing a check or getting a bank loan. There are so many other ways to do it. And you need to familiarize yourself with, with borrowing money if, if any one who's savvy enough to give you a million dollars, they're going to need to see these components and know that you speak the language well enough to be right. feel comfortable doing it. Absolutely. Doing your homework on that and being ready, being prepared when somebody, when you approach somebody 
asking for money, that you have the right things in order, that's going to go a long way. You know, talk. let's talk a little bit about also about groups and networking. Um, I know you said you're, you're president, right? Um, North San Diego's Real Estate Investment Group, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. Talk to me about how that also plays a part for people just getting into the field want to do real estate investment. So what I love about it and why um, I've been uh, on the board for many years and the president for the last three is, you know, it's a nonprofit group. It's all volunteer. So, you know, you really have to believe in it if, to donate your time because time is that precious commodity you'll never get back. You can always make more money, et cetera, but time you'll never get back. And I love donating my time to this group, especially because it's been instrumental in helping people get started and just giving people a place to go and surround themselves with others in the industry and and take that first step and I, I hear this so often it's you know people are like how do I how do I get started what do I do and I'm like okay look you got to go to places where people are doing this and right. where is that it's like you can't really go to a real estate investing what town hall or like <laughs> right to, to the bar that has a bunch of real estate investors no you got to go to places that actually purposely put on events and right. so um, our organization the North San Diego real State Investors Association has uh, been around for next year. It'll be 20 years, and um, it's uh, it's it's you know it's you come and you network and you get educated. We we have a speaker every every month, and so there's the networking component and there's right. education component, and the cost is minimal. And uh, but from there, it can act as a launching pad for people you meet. You hear about deals, and you know it's just uh, you know another thing I tell people is that you want to get started. You go surround yourself with people like a group like this but you also got to go see real estate right so the more houses you can go look at the more you can get familiar with the market and components of a house and pricing and terms and all that like but it's just a conduit for that and being close to people talking about deals it's almost like by osmosis that you learn about like oh hey i hear that that's that might be a way to structure i hear hey this what seems to be a good way to lean if i'm thinking about maybe doing flips or long-term holds i want to close it by asking you passion project I mean you do a lot in our space what do you focus on right now and um, yeah what do you focus your time and energy on right now as we're getting out of uh, 2023 so I think that there is going to be an opportunity in buying property subject to the existing mortgage and this is kind of a higher level tactic and there's a lot of strings attached um, but I Again, like I went and spent time and energy this past weekend learning more about it right. because there's th- there is a lot to it. But we had this decade of low interest rates, right. and there's a lot of people that want to sell their house. And for me, I can maybe pay more for a house if it comes with a 2.35% interest rate, right? That, to me, there's value there. So. I'm getting geared up a little bit to to be able to make some acquisitions that way. Um, I think there's so much opportunity in San Diego moving forward in the density laws. Um, we've had you know, complete communities. We've had um, SB 10 that just passed, and there's there's all these different little niches that have allowed builders and developers to take a lot, a single family zoned lot or multifamily zoned lot and add units, add density. Right. Parking requirements have been removed or, or you know. Lot setbacks. M- too, exactly. Yeah. Setbacks, et cetera. So you can, you can take, 
you can take a, a lot that maybe wasn't a deal before and, and now now make it one. And there's so much demand still in San Diego for it, for housing. So I think that there is, there's a huge opportunity there. And, um, you know, I'm currently doing that on, on, you know, multiple projects right now, and I'm always looking for more. So I think moving forward, there, there's a huge opportunity there. My bread and butter will always be the flips. Right. Um, I, I enjoy it. I love being on site and solving floor plan problems and how to, you know, create value engineer a right. space. And like, I just really enjoy it. But I think culmination of all that is, is where I'm, I'm come, I'll be coming the next year. I, I love that. I love that feedback. Two things. One, you got to check out your Instagram. You got those flips on there. I've seen some really great projects. In fact, uh, properties that I managed that, like one of them, the roof is caving down. Another address will come to me later on. You did a flip and I was like, I can't believe that's the same house. So <laughs> love your finished product. Uh, and number two, I started out my career reading uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And he talks about seller financing. And for all this time, just the way the market was, we weren't doing a lot of seller financing. But that assumable rate of two and a half to three, that's there's value there. And I see a lot of what he talked about in that original book, um, Robert Kiyosaki, I see that coming back now. So I love that feedback. I, I love what we're laying out for uh, not only realtors in our space, but investors looking to get in as well. So Derek. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate you being here. And uh, for everybody out there, please tune in. Cashflow, where we talk about turning properties into profits.